Before we kick off today's episode, we'd love to acknowledge that Country Creatives is recorded and produced on the beautiful lands of the Jar Jar Wurrung people. And we really want to pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Welcome back to another episode of Country Creatives. We're your hosts, Reese and Amy. Hi, Reese. Yeah, g'day. Glad you can join me on this one. Yes, it is the morning after the B Bendigo Business Excellence Awards, and you're looking pretty fresh. Yeah, I've thanks. Got to say. I rode my mountain bike in this morning in a bit of rain, and surprisingly, after such a great night, a couple of beverages, feeling okay. It was a huge night. It was over 700 people from businesses all around Bendigo being acknowledged for the great work that they were doing. And I, I need to say an early thank you. Before we get into the details of the event, Amy, basically I went and bought a brand new jacket. Fabulous velvet green jacket. Yes, it was fabulous, but it almost was a disaster. I've, I was meant to pick it up at 4 p.m. with the event starting at 5.30 and I walked out the door with the sh- my shoes and the belt and left the jacket on the countertop. You friggin' saved me at the last, last minute. Last minute rescue of the jacket and you looked fantastic. We we were brightly coloured duo. Weren't yeah, we? so did you, Amy. A, um, <laughs> your bright blue uh, outfit Electric from you. Blue. Yeah, it was brilliant <laughs> and um, everyone was dressed brilliantly yeah, at the awards night. Bendigo does scrub up all right. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about why we were there. Yeah, absolutely. Emporium Creative Hub, where we are recording this podcast right now, sponsored the very first Creative Industries Award for the Business Awards. And so there were five nominees from a really diverse group of creatives. Yeah, it was awesome. First time there's been a Creative Industries Awards. We were very excited to get along and cover all the action. Yes, there was. we got to speak to all the nominees plus a few extra people and some other winners and it was great. It was great to hear the different perspectives and everyone was just, I think, really thrilled that Creative Industries was being acknowledged and celebrated. While we're talking about acknowledging B Bendigo, obviously the overall organiser of the event, Bendigo Bank, the major sponsor, and Lost Cause Events by Tough Cookie Marketing. Absolutely amazing effort they did to put together such a brilliant event. It was so professional. Everything ran so smoothly and looked fantastic. And I think everybody had such a fantastic night. Yeah. Well done. Oh, well done to the team there. All right, let's jump to some of our people that we spoke to, some of the nominees. We're going to speak to the amazing women at Props Theatre. So Elise heads that up and we caught them on the red carpet as they were walking in. Hello, country creators. You're looking stunning tonight. Love a green velvet. Yeah, thank you. And yourself and the whole entourage looking amazing as well. Well, we didn't mean to dress like the Power Rangers, but we have and we're just going to rock that. Yes, love it. Fairly excited about tonight. So excited. I am into Hogwarts. I have gotten the ring into the mountain and I'm the prom queen. I have no idea what that actually means, but it sounds exciting. Yeah. I'm very excited. Do you have anyone you want to introduce from your team? Oh, yes, please. So this is Shana and Olivia. They're a part of my beautiful teaching team. This is Sam. She nominated me for one of my categories, so for regional women in business. And then this is my... Cohort in crime and business. This is AJ from AJ Taylor's. He's come along as my support. He's always been my biggest supporter. Yes, AJ, you catch him at every single event you go to. And no camera tonight, mate. No, I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm just shaking now. 
Alright, best of luck. I do have one question for you. What is the most rewarding moment in your creative journey leading up to this nomination? The most rewarding part has been seeing my students actually all grown up. Like the ones that I started teaching, now they are screenwriters, actors, video producers, CEOs of their own company. They are thriving in the world and I know that I gave them that starting experience. Who and what's been the biggest source of inspiration for yourself and the team? I have two. One, I made a secret club called the Grounds Club because we're the kings and queens of our industry. And within this Crown Club, we talk about our businesses in a real way, supporting each other, completely vested in our future businesses, but it gives you that independent, objective voice so we can set our high standard. And the others is my beautiful team, because no matter where I am in life, they have my back, they are on board with every single one of their values. And as much as I joke, they don't say no to me, that power of yes has launched us to this place. And we love where we are. Yes, you can tell, start of the event, they were very excited. We hadn't even entered the venue yet. And then once we got in there, we scrambled like hell to try and find everyone else in amongst the excited, nervous energy that filled the room as people piled in. The pumping music and the glow-in-the-dark lights. Yeah, I know. We were dressed really nicely and you couldn't even see what colours our outfits (laughs) were. But this is an audio format, so I guess you don't need to know all of those details. But we did manage to bump into Caleb and Sammy from Hebron and we pulled them aside to see how they were feeling. How are you feeling about tonight, Caleb? Uh, yeah, pretty chilled actually. It's just fun to be here, really. Fun to be hanging out with a lot of really cool, amazing businesses. Can't wait for it. Have you written your acceptance speech? Is it something you're going to pull out of your pocket or have you? are you going to wing it? <laughs> well, Should you win? Well, in the unlikely event that we'll win, I, we've been told to keep the speeches to one minute and I, man, one minute. I think that would just cover my name. Yeah, it was it was an honour and a privilege to be nominated and become a finalist. We have been involved with the Bendigo Business Excellence Awards a lot in the past with supporting and doing a lot of video work for it. And I always thought oh, it would be nice one day to be in the finalists of a category, but and yeah, it was just a real joy to be in that position this year. How much fun. All right. What's the most rewarding moment in your creative journey leading to this nomination? Uh, ooh, most rewarding moment. Look, I it's hard to pick between a lot of rewarding moments. I think the impact that we're able to have in business is continually rewarding and I hold it as a very high honour to be able to support regional business and amazing, remarkable businesses to let the world know how good they are. And did you answer that last Sammy? Yeah, moments for us probably getting paid. Getting a paycheck, coming a paycheck. Oh, that's so good. It's always helped. That's so good. I love Thanks, it. Right. Who or what has been your biggest source of inspiration or support in your creative endeavours? And I think she's standing right here. <laughs> I couldn't. I'm the first person to thank at every single moment. Couldn't be doing what I'm doing without Sammy. Thanks, Sammy. You're amazing. The support behind. Hold it up, hold it up, hold it up. I want to hear from Sammy. What does it take to be a woman behind a man in the creative industry? What are you, do you have any tips for people who are supporting a creative person? 
be optimistic and patient. Very good. Oh, that takes on. But other than the all-important wife of mine, how do you feel my business coach, Dan Lenny? He has been an incredible support in my business journey and in championing and teaching and guiding me in this whole process. Beautiful. Well, good luck. Wishing you all the best, mate. And I'll see you tomorrow morning regardless of the results. I can't wait to see what your face and demeanour looks like tomorrow morning, Reese. Love it. Yeah, it was great to catch up with Caleb and really nice to see him in his element. Yeah. Uh, really celebrating his team and a business that is just thriving and he really cares about Bendigo. Yeah, it's, it was also really great hearing from Sammy and throughout the night it was such a reoccurring theme that these people who are accepting the awards and they're super grateful but it's their support network behind them, their families, their friends, their wives, their husbands, whoever it might be that's helping support them. It was wonderful and it's an important one because you, you can't do it alone particularly when you're a small business, which the majority of these businesses are. They're, a lot of them are in their early years of developing and you just can't do it without a group of really supportive people behind you. So it was nice to see all of those people getting acknowledgement. Yeah, and Lucas from E+, we managed to pull him aside before the presentations began. They have quite a large team of people and, and Lucas acknowledged that it's not just him at the at the forefront. There's a whole team of people that run E Plus Architecture and he had some really great stuff to say. He really did. Let's hear from Lucas now. This is actually our 50 year anniversary as an architectural practice in Bendigo. That's a long time for a creative business to survive, let alone prosper uh, in a country town. Well, you wouldn't call Bendigo a country town anymore, but 50 years ago. That's been... From a creative point of view, that's been fantastic for us to see how the creative side of video has actually grown and prospered over that period of time. And to be at the forefront of that involved in all the creative industries throughout that many employees being one of them, that's probably been the highlight. 50 years is a long time, like you say. So what do you credit to what kind of support networks with your team? Who do you want to thank for getting through 50 years? Yeah, it's amazing. The practice started out as one architect and two architects. The name of the practice was their names, their surnames. 20, 25 years ago, Jordan and Terry joined the practice as directors and, and we became E-plus architecture. And what they really focused on at that point was understanding how an architectural practice could like, outlast the architect in which a brand would have been We are creative, so we don't want the business to when we walk out the door and leave or retire. We've spent a lot of time bringing generations of talent through. And that used to be really quite difficult, but now Bendigo has become an area that attracts younger professionals, whereas it used to be the other way around. That's obviously become a little bit easier. It's a bit easier to find architects and building designers and craftspeople who want to work regionally. And so that's not about Lucas Hodgins or Ring Martin, it's about E-plus architecture. We're really conscious of that to make sure that we all get a part of the capital. Such an eloquent speaker, Lucas. Thanks so much for spending time with us. And I think that we're going to have to line Lucas up to be a guest on the show because that little chat there just really felt like I wanted to ask him 
a million more questions about the work that they do and the absolute commitment to creativity um, in their work. Creativity and collaboration are absolutely the key things for E Plus Architecture. Yeah, I basically had to cut him off so we could get back to our table in time for the first round of presentations to start. And it was really great that the food came out, it was brilliant ran absolutely according to plan from how we saw it on our side. And then after the break, we had a a short amount of time to chat with the other nominees and catch up with a few other people. It just so happened that Rodney Carter, the CEO of Jaja Rung, was sitting just behind me. I've got the privilege of having met and worked with Rodney on some projects at Jandak. So we pulled him aside to talk about creativity and culture. Thanks, Bruce, and thanks, Amy. It's really exciting, I think, when you come together for an opportunity to celebrate. And there's so many great people in the room. As I said earlier, I think there's so many great people that aren't in the room that help everyone get here tonight. I think to be creative sometimes makes people a bit uncomfortable, Bruce. And in a business context, is it viable, testable, and that sort of stuff? But I think at the early period of thinking about a great idea it's good to be creative and I think to let your mind race a bit in that creativity and then you frame it into being realistic and practical and all those things that we have to do but I think regional Victorians people outside of the metropolises have really got something going for them and I've seen that in the last decade. Yeah, connected, more connectedness to country out, out this way, isn't there? A lot more access to the natural environment and really good, strong communities too. Yeah, I think there, there's real truth in this idea of environmental stimulus, spatial uh, uh, stimulus, and, and, and we understand, even from a psycho, psychology point of view, that the environment is conducive to the human and then what they would explore artistically and that's what creativity is about. Environment's really critical, I think, to creativity. Beautiful. Wonderful. Somebody really close to us is Jaja Wurong in Jara Corporation, the general manager, Cassandra Lewis. She has been outstanding as a person, as a woman, and she showed incredible leadership and as our organisation has grown and become more creative, I think she's really learned to apply uh, her life skills in a in a corporate community sort of world and, and done a cracking job. So I wish you all the best tonight, but we're all winners. Yes, thank you, Rodney. What a man. Yeah, he's always so insightful and inspiring. Yep, absolutely. Gives you so much to think about. Yeah, and it's inspiring for me to, we really must get more First Nations and traditional owners onto our podcast because it's such a brilliant topic to delve into, creativity and culture. So we were gearing up for the next round of awards, but before we did, we quickly grabbed Brent and Pat from the Blunt Agency and we pulled them into a hallway. (laughs) Yeah, by the toilets. So there's a bit of background noise, but... I'd probably had a few drinks by this time and I know these guys quite well so I was starting to get a little bit lippy at this point of the night. get a bit loose but Brent is a really great speaker and so is Pat. It was great to hear from them as they geared up for the Creative Industries Award. Let's hear from them now. Yeah, how's it feel to be nominated for the Creative Industries Award? Yeah, look, it's exciting. It's obviously a big event. It's a good opportunity to be recognised for the work that we're doing but also for the team as well to support them in their journey what they're doing yeah we're excited yeah beautiful what's been the most rewarding moment in your creative journey leading up to this nomination 
I'd be amiss if I didn't say, starting right at the start, like back at high school, I had a couple of good design features which uh, I guess took you to that next stage and I think it is very much like a, almost like a journey and you have people come in along that journey. I think as obviously the business owner of one, this wouldn't have happened unless my wife backed me and basically said, yep, go for it. I think those two things have been quite pivotal, but I think also once you have a team around you, the support and the sort of growth that comes off the back of that is really nice. It's nice to see a group kind of vision of where you want to go and even the support that sort of comes off the back of that. I think everyone operates in a different way and everyone has a different mind and uh, way of looking at things. So I think just looking at the way that other people approach things actually provides a big source of inspiration. Yeah, thanks guys and good luck tonight. I have said that to every person we've interviewed for the creative uh, nomination, but all the best and hopefully we see you up on stage. I'm glad I didn't let loose too much and have myself on record, Amy. You could probably blackmail me for the rest of my life if I hadn't have had such a filter on. I've got it all on a hard drive. Oh, no. We're going to have the outtakes episode there. <laughs> there. <laughs> Okay, so we had one more nominee to catch up with and that's the amazing team over at Arena Theatre. So they do such incredible work with youth. They do not only performances but they do workshops and mentoring and all sorts of engagement working with schools. Mm. And we spoke to Christian and Kristen, which after a few beers is probably not the easiest duo to say, 10 times fast, Christian and Kristen. And they had some fantastic insights into creativity and the importance of it. Yeah, it was brilliant. We've got the team for Arena here, Christian and Kristen. Welcome and... Congratulations. Thank you very much. What an honour. How are you feeling? Really excited to be here. It's just a great vibe. How does it feel to be a part of the first ever Creative Industries Award? It's it's a, a bit of a cliche, I guess, but it but it's the, the place that creative industries play in a city like Bendigo, and I think it's about a maturity. It's about a maturity of the city recognizing that what we offer is so important. Yeah, it's so important to amplify the creative industries because we can get really bogged down in business and, and in sales success, but the creative industries is such a great contributor. Yeah, beautiful. What's been the most rewarding moment in your creative journey leading up to this nomination? Yeah, look, I, I'm going to cop out of this a little bit and say that genuinely it's the accumulation of hundreds and hundreds of moments with children in schools, with children in regional areas, working in places where they don't necessarily have a lot of connection to the art, but also going to a place like the Helpman Award and winning an award, having opportunities to go overseas and be in festivals and things. You know, they're all as equally as important as each other, and it's really the accumulation of those things that feels most satisfying and most important about where we've come from and what we're doing at the moment. I would just say that like every opening night is a real bells and whistles occasion and, and you put your heart and soul into it, but, but there's many of them. And also whenever we do a residency, like the final day of our residency, seeing the reactions of the children's faces and the whole community that come to the exhibition is, is priceless. So we do it for that. Well, Country Creators, we're all about thriving regional creativity. So thank you for adding your mark on Bendigo and abroad's regional Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it was such a fun night. I think everyone at this point was getting really excited and a little bit nervous about what was to come. But we had a little bit of time left in this break and we happened to bump into 
a creative who won the very first award of the night, which was, what was the award called? It was Emerging and Energising Award. So it was for businesses that were no more than three years into their enterprises. And the incredible Jess Keeley, a visual artist, won the award. And I was speaking to another visual artist later who was just gushing over Jess and said that Jess started that business while she was studying full-time away from Bendigo. So she was in a dorm room and she was just dedicated to building this online presence and being really consistent and she's just so hardworking. So it was so thrilling to see her take out this award and she was overwhelmed. Yeah, she got a second attempt at her speech basically with us. Uh, she did a great job and it was really really great to bump into her and see creatives representing across the board at the awards night. So let's have a listen to what Jess had to say. We found Jess Keeley. She's just taken out the Emerging and Energised Awards and how amazing that a creative took out the first award of the night. Fantastic. Crazy. I was not ready or expecting it and freaked out a little bit. It took me a while to stop shaking. I'm wishing I could go back and do my speech again because I had an idea of what I was going to say as soon as I got up there it was gone. How about um, you let us know what it is? Oh no, now I'm going to lose it again. <laughs> I wish I had mentioned the other finalists really, just because Chantel with Cosmetic Solutions and Kerry with TSO Ships are doing like, such amazing work. I was so excited to be in their company for the awards, a like, crazy company to be in. Yeah, very excited for them and just really excited. And yeah, I don't know, I feel, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it a little bit. <laughs> and yeah. where to from now? After winning an award like that, what's what's the next on New Horizon? Um, oh, hello. I think I'm in like a pre-growth stage, I think, at the moment with the business and trying to start ramping things up and really, yeah, get into it. And I think this is going to be a big thing in kind of killing that imposter syndrome that creeps up with, do I know what I'm doing with this? Now it's okay. I've won this award. I'm doing something right. Yeah. So I think... Just, yeah, starting to really grow and, yeah, that's about it. Congratulations again and enjoy the rest of your night. Really worth uh, celebrating. Well done. Thanks, Yeah, she's a fantastic creative. It was so, so great to see her win. We're coming up to the award that we really are waiting for. And, I don't know, it's too hard to even place bets on a winner. Oh, it was – I think everyone genuinely – he was really hopeful that they would take it out, but also they all recognised that it was a super competitive field of really top-level creatives working out of Bendigo. Really strong. So it could have been anyone's at the end of the day, so no one could have picked it. We captured a little bit of the moment when they announced the winner, so let's go to that moment now. Four very worthy finalists for the winner tonight is... Agency. And to uh, make a
Yeah, we had a great time following them around. I actually did a live stream direct to our Instagram feed. So if you want to see how it played out and see the Blunt team get up on stage and accept their award, congratulations to the Blunt team. It was fantastic. They were a little bit shell-shocked. They really hadn't thought that they were going to be the ones standing up there. They were thrilled. But I think, yeah, they were just genuinely surprised and happy to have taken it out. Let's hear what he had to say in the moment straight after they'd won the award. We, we also jumped to some of the other team members to give some little insights on how they were feeling straight after the win. How are you feeling as you leave the stage? I'd say a little bit shocked, to be honest, because we're up against some great other creative industry businesses that were quite hard to uh, compare against. And, yeah, it's, it's an honour and a, an acknowledgement to the team. So, yeah, we're really excited. What a win. Congratulations. Thanks, Amy. We've got the whole team here. Dave Hughes, first of all. Dave, how do you feel to have brought the first creative industry award to Bendigo? I feel really proud to have done that. It's been an amazing field of finalists and nominees. As Grant said, up there, a really diverse range, which I think shows just the breadth and strength of the local creative industries. And, yeah, Blunt, a very worthy winner at the end of the day. It's been great. Yeah, love it. We haven't talked to the girls of the team yet. How are we feeling about having won the award? Shocked. Shocked. That's it. Yeah, really proud. Really proud. Yeah. So what's next? Really special. What's next of one agency? Now that you're award winners. More brands. More Bandigo brands. Hopefully. Probably working with Nike, worldwide, global stuff. Put it out in the world. Yeah. work. What do you reckon, lads? Just on your phone over here, posting all your... Yep, just doing your social stuff. Yeah, just getting it out there to the world. <laughs> How's the field actually win? Is the, the blood pumping or what? It was a massive shock, as Brent mentioned, when he received the award. Five businesses that were up to win it were fast businesses, so it was actually yeah, quite a shock when we actually got our name called out. Yeah, and how did it feel delivering that to the speech, Brent? Obviously very well rehearsed on your behalf. Well, to be honest, I didn't do any prep for it because I wasn't that confident. Quite the silent guys, like we don't mark it hard ourselves and I think it's just it's nice to see the team acknowledged to be honest yeah it's really good all right and now they've had a bit of time to settle down let it all absorb in so let's have a chat with Brent now and see how he feels about taking out the first ever creative industries award fantastic Thanks for joining us, Brent. How does it feel, the first ever winner of the Creative Industries Award? Yeah, thanks, Reese. It's great. It's, it was a surprise because we're up against some really good, high-caliber creative businesses within that category. I, I think to a certain degree, there was a couple more that I thought could have even been there on the night as well because Benigo has such a great creative community. But yeah, it's fantastic to pick up the award. And is there anyone you'd like to officially thank while we've got you as a follow-up to... Because they did rein you into a one-minute acceptance speech, which is not an easy task. I, I think really it goes out to our team and it's nice to see that acknowledgement that the team is able to come together and pull uh, an award like that as a starting point. I'm very thankful for the team that I have. Like Pat, for instance, has been with the team for seven or eight years now. He's obviously been a big part of that journey. He was my first employee, so prior to that, 
it was just me doing my thing for probably around four or five years. I actually take credit for introducing Pat to you through, I met you through work at Arteria Studio and then I said, hey, Pat, you should go talk to Brent at Blunt. So yeah. I'll, t- I'll take the credit for the building of your team and the success you're having today. Thanks. Well done, Reese. Yeah, yeah, well done. Hats off for Reese. But obviously there's people around you that support you on the journey as well. My wife being one, I don't think... When you go into business and you start your own company, you're, you're putting a fair bit on the line and it's there's certainly security in a job. And when you go out and you're you're getting there and going, well, it's not just me, but it's my family and as well. So, yeah, my wife was someone that's always backed what I've done. I don't know if she's always agreed with what I've done with certain things, but yes, I've always had a full support. So that's that should be acknowledged as well, that it's not, not only the person who's standing at the front of the company, oh. there's others around you. I've got a bit of a burning question. You're not one to really go out and self-promote and talk about yourself too much, but if there's ever a moment to do it, it's now. (laughs) Why do you actually think you won? Not to say you're better than other creatives, but what do you think it is about Blunt that that puts you as a really top-performing creative in a regional setting? Yeah, look, I have thought about that, and I think it's a hard one because the others that we're up against in the category – in their own right were really strong businesses and quite different from ours. So you're not comparing apples with apples. When I look at Blunt, and I'll talk probably more to the last three years, we've sort of worked incredibly hard at working out where we believe when we work with brands, what they need as part of their mix in order to achieve outcomes. So we have three components to that, which is the strategy component, There's the implementation, which is design and creative and all those components. And then there's the nurture phase, which is really automation, CRMs, and how do we maintain that relationship with a customer. And we stood back in the past and looked at what our services were and felt like there was a few gaps in where we could really bring value with the idea that the more valued you bring the more indisposable you are as far as longevity with clients and that as well. And previously, we would have been seen as very much a design agency. So we've done a lot of work over the last three years on broadening that and getting a deeper value proposition. On top of that, I think probably one of the things that stands out in the way in which we talk about ourselves is we focus down on one customer and that's essentially CMOs or chief marketing officers. So when we talk about and when we focus service, the way in which we deliver our service, our marketing, and kind of everything that we do as a business, it's ultimately to equip that person to achieve outcomes, whether we're creating even our marketing and content side of things, we're looking at ways in which we can build their position within their organisations, how do we level up their knowledge, how do we increase their skill set. And it's probably to a certain extent the commitment to that and the focus to that created a clear differentiation between ourselves and other creative businesses. But I think also it made it easier for the judging panel to probably get there and go, I can see that there's a really clear defined purpose and everything that they do as a business is focused around that. It's very easy to get lost in the day-to-day things that you're doing as a creative business and also trying to grab as much business as possible from lots of different kind of avenues and 
fingers in lots of pies and all that. But yeah, it's, this was quite focused. You're a Bendigo-based business, mm. but you're working with huge clients on a national mm. and international scale. And I'm just wondering your thoughts on how important is it to be seen as a really successful regionally based creative business like how do you see yourself as a leader in that I don't necessarily overthink whether we're leaders and all that kind of stuff I probably feel a responsibility to build a good company that attracts the right type of people and also provides an opportunity to work from a regional centre in a company that's doing work for as good as any brands out there. We, we don't like the idea that we are restricted in our capability because we are regional. If anything, we look at it as in what value can we bring beyond because of that. And it's also one of our points of difference as well is that we've got not only the, the knowledge of the sort of metro markets, but obviously regional and rural as well, and the slight differences in those markets. But you're right, we... As an agency, we're working with brands that are spread throughout Australia, US, Singapore, a number of other countries as well. With some of them, the the regional-based kind of thing is less relevant. They just engage with us because of our work and what we can do. But for a lot of the national brands, there there is a point of difference in actually being a regional-based business. I'm not sure of how much of a leverage that is as far as does it win us business and all that. If you could focus in on what the benefits are though, what what would they sound like if you could just list them as as a couple of key benefits? So if I was to look at from a cultural perspective within the business, I think there's a, a different approach to life for regional people as in a lot of our clients that are based in metro areas post-COVID doing this mix between one day, two days in the office, the rest working from home. Whereas culturally within our business, because everything's so close, most people that are a part of our team can get to work within five, 10 minutes max. It's an easy drive. It's an easy place to work culturally within the space, being part of the Emporium Creative Hub. You've got more creative businesses around you. There's actually a desire to go into the workspace. And I think there's an ease because it's based in Bendigo, let's face it, there's 101 hubs throughout Australia and metro areas. That's not a unique thing, but I think the ease of going to a workplace builds a more desirable outcome from a business perspective. I think our employees are healthier and happier as a result of that. Yeah, something that I've always noticed and growing up in Bendigo is this real support of community and Mm. an understanding of what community is and how to engage in community. And so maybe that's from my perspective would be a real benefit to a, say, a metro-based business Mm. who want to engage community but they don't understand it on a level like country people do. Yeah, look, community is an interesting thing because I think once you get into – cities, the community component comes down to the local streets around where you live or your work and you build that, I guess, connection with other people in that space through repetition of visiting cafes and knowing people and all that. So I do think you still get that community element, but it's the community um, participation as a whole in the broader sense that's very different in regional centres. I think it's more of an ownership over the whole city um, and making sure that 
like succe- succeeds to a certain extent. And one of the things that we do when we're posting for jobs, like a lot of the people who work within Blunt have come from Melbourne or metropolitan areas. We do get a lot of applicants from Sydney and Brisbane and that as well when we put jobs out there. So they're really looking at moving to where we are, like that often people aren't already here. So when we're putting out job ads, we're actually promoting Benigo as part of that. So and the benefits of Benigo yeah. as a part of a lifestyle yeah. choice. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. And to finish off, I'd just love to know post win, mm. what's next for Blunt Agency? Yeah, look, I think our and getting back to what I was saying about the focus, I think our focus is still really clear. We target CMOs and ultimately probably more national-based brands are a good fit for us. So we'll push pretty hard on that vision of supporting those types of brands. We would really like to keep growing the company out, more talent and more diverse talent within the business. And I think that's that's been quite enjoyable to actually see when you bring a new creative into the team, what that sort of adds to the calibre of the agency. So we'll keep on that journey and hopefully self-promote better than what we have in the past and leverage awards like this as far as the exposure that it gives us and the credibility stakes as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. Congratulations again. And I think that you're really going to be an inspiration for other Bendigo-based businesses to reach far beyond the boundaries of Greater Bendigo. (laughs) Celebration. Yeah, thank you, Brent. Enjoy the rest of your day. And it obviously loves to have a chat, so we might have to get the Blunt team back in here for an extended episode one time. Absolutely. We'd be up for that. Thank you. (laughs) All right, Amy, we did also want to lift the stakes a little bit and ask something that was on the more controversial side. You do like to stir things up, Reese, don't you? I do. With the help of ChatGPT, I, I asked to generate a few questions. And the curly one that was a little bit more interesting was in the realm of the creative industries, what's one prevailing trend or belief that you passionately disagree with? And everyone was so positive and, and happy about the night. I also feel like that flowed into the way they answered this question as well. There were such incredibly articulate and thought-provoking answers and ways of thinking about creativity. And I agree with you. It was overwhelmingly positive for a question that could really get down and dirty. So yeah. Let's have a listen to what people had to say about, about that question. I do not believe AI evolution is correct. I believe it is the next evolution of our skills. It is a tool. It is not going to take our jobs. It is going to elevate it. I compare it to the steam train moving us from farmers to industrial. Electricity. There is no going back. There is only embracing and making it better. Yeah, beautiful. Anyone else got any? <laughs> Everyone agrees with that statement so far. Look, if you're not on the AI train, you're going to get left behind. So you've just got to learn, unfortunately. That's the, that's the evolution that's going to have to be enforced on you. Yeah, thanks, AJ. And we talk about that a lot in one of our recent episodes. So thanks for the segue to plug that one. Appreciate it. Yeah, something that I really disagree with. It's the competitive culture that can sometimes creep into a lot of different businesses. The kind of us and them and we have mortal enemies. That is just absolute rubbish. Every 
business in the creative industry, and every, everyone in my industry specifically, I see as colleagues and as fellow producers and creatives, and that only helps lift the entire industry that I'm part of rather than get into weird situations where you're pulling other people down. Yeah, that's just nonsense. One jumped out of it because I had an email from today actually. It was a client sent me a, uh, a photo of an article he was reading in the Age newspaper, which was all about AI taking over architecture. Now, AI is obviously in the creative industry is what comes at the moment. And I wouldn't say a client's work is, and I'm not even really that scared of it, to be honest, because there's a human element to creative that I just don't feel AI can ever replace. And that's getting things wrong. And with our, especially with architecture, you make so many mistakes along the way in the design, and there's little accidental moments that you discover and become some of the greatest parts of the project. But if you relied on AI, it just wouldn't happen. So there's a human element to being a creative that I'm not worried about. So it might actually assist us. So I actually look forward to it and see how it can become another tool in our arsenal. I think probably one of the big things that would rub me the wrong way would be that creative people can't be great business people. And to be creative, it's almost like at odds end to actually being quite successful and good at business. I think more creative people actually need to be in business and to that thinking and that approach differently. And I think that's probably a misconception that I hope that even having these awards and having a creative industry award encourages people to step out and look at themselves not only in their creative practice but also what they are in the business as well. Uh, I think the something that I'd like to mention is that Creativity is a little bit different to a lot of other skills. It's not there necessarily all the time, nine to five, to just switch on and switch off. So it's not about being as creative as you can at all times. It's about as being as creatively available as you can between those hours. So that's what makes creativity, in my opinion, a lot different to a lot of the other skills and professions out there. And just being able to do your best at at any given time is probably one of the biggest uh, challenges we face. There is something that, that a particularly art or, or theatre, which is where obviously we are most um, connected, uh, that people say about, um, it's, it's a kind of a Picasso quote, that is that all children are artists, the problem is staying an artist. And that kind of grinds my gears because, yeah, children are creative, but I feel like that quote really underestimates the amount of work that goes in for the parents, for teachers, for professional artists to nurture the creativity in young people. It's actually, most for most young people, it's not innate, really. They need nurturing, they need a lot of help, and it also undermines the work that artists put in every day, the discipline, the skill, the hours upon hours of working towards their craft. The, that quote puts to one side and says it's all about talent or it's all about just being naive to the world and, and I think it's a, a bit of a disservice to artists that, that this idea that you can just be an artist because you're young. I think my what grinds my gears is just the lack of value that's placed in the creative industries and just to give you an example I remember being at a dinner party once with a bunch of parents and one of the parents all of our kids were in primary school and she said oh it's a waste of time doing drama and music because my child's going to be a doctor and I was just like oh my god I hope she never wants to wear some clothes or drive a car or build a house or see a movie or just engage with the arts in any way because that's what the arts gives this world so that, that really made me cross. <laughs>
I've got a great joke. It goes like this. So my, my daughter said to me, hey, Dad, I really want to be an actor when I grow up. And I said, oh, I think it's pronounced doctor. <laughs> we have the missing piece in our trio of Country Creatives podcast. We've got Caleb hey, in the studio. Here I am. Yeah, it wouldn't be an episode without having Caleb drop in a little bit more than just being a, a slight feature during the night. But I feel like now that you, you didn't, didn't win the award. Commiserations. Sorry. <laughs> it's totally fine. I I don't know if Brent mentioned it or not. I did pick that it was going to be blunt. Hold on. How did you pick wow. this? By the way? Oh, I've got a great story behind this. Uh, it was probably a week, two weeks ago. I actually legit had a dream that I saw Blunt on the screen at the awards and I saw Brent walking up the the stairs to receive it. I came to work and I was like, nah, this is totally a prophetic dream. I said, Brent, I had a dream last night. You're going to win the awards. Did you buy a Tats Lotto ticket after that? That's a total premonition. (laughs) It totally was. Yeah, it was was excellent. Wow. Um, And yep. That's what happened. Wow. That is brilliant. I also had a dream that we would get a photo <laughs> yeah. with me in your arms, you carrying me. <laughs> and that also came true. You engineered that outcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a dream and then you go about making it happen. That's right. That's <laughs> what this podcast is all about, yeah. really. Um, um, now, we were chatting just before off air and to sort of wrap up this episode, you said you have a few distinct memories about uh-huh. some of your favourite uh. moments from speeches. Can you tell us what they were? Oh, there was two great ones. <laughs> they were just really funny. I think the first one was the owner of the Broham Arms. I, I can't remember his <laughs> name. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was my favourite. He gets up there. He's just a genuine dude running a great business and he's he wants to pay tribute to the, all of the rest of the business owners in the room and he said I just want to say kudos to all the the business owners here and without giving any context he just asks can I say genitals (laughs) and everyone's what on earth is coming why would you want to but he's like you've said it now so you may as well and he wanted to say he wanted to say everyone has put their balls on the line (laughs) But he didn't want to say balls. So he said genitals, which I reckon is just as bad. He was being politically correct. (laughs) Which made it so much more awkward. It was all inclusive. He was being anatomically correct. (laughs) (laughs) That that was so funny. That was one of my highlights. It was also lovely. He gave a really beautiful shout out to his head cook. Once he said that, though, I couldn't stop picturing his head chef (laughs) cooking all the meals with no pants on. (laughs) Also said. He wears his heart on his sleeve. That's not very hygienic to have body parts on your sleeve or no pants on. But no, I'm excited to go to the Broey for a meal. Yeah, great food. That's Um, classic. That was my first highlight. The second one was actually Brent's speech. (laughs) I told Brent earlier, I said, mate, so your small team are packing above their weight, are they? Punch above your weight. That's the correct phrase, but I liked Brent's much better. Packing above your weight means probably it brings to mind some OH&S issues to, for me, like of carrying things that are too heavy for you. <laughs> yeah. Or when you overpack your luggage on an airplane, <laughs> I've packed above my weight. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. So they, they just made me chuckle. They were my highlights. There were actually genuinely some great speeches 
And they were all of the people that accepted an award were very grateful and really showed their genuine love for their business and the wider business community. So it was shout out to the volunteer of the year who, oh, who just name checked his uh, girlfriend looking <laughs> lovely, oh, yeah. He's like winning. So he got a good good response from the audience on that Mitch one. Mitch yes. from Empowering Eagle Hawk, congrats on volunteer yes. of the year award. I, yeah. Eagle Hawk. Yes. Packing above their weight <laughs> always. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for coming in and uh, sharing some of your thoughts with us on hey, this one, Hey, this was a great episode. I've contributed like twice and neither of which I've had to really prepare for. So I'm lo- actually really looking forward to listening to it because you guys have just been chatting and interviewing and doing all sorts of things behind the scenes. We've been doing all sorts of things, but I <laughs> reserve judgment until <laughs> we've finished uh, putting it all together. Well, looking Caleb. forward to it. Wait till, you, wait till you hear what we said without you in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but congratulations again on the nomination because we were saying earlier in the episode that you really couldn't pick a winner. It was no, just yeah, it was such a solid lineup of nominees. Unless you had a dream and you knew what, knew what was going to happen. Well, that's right. I'm going to be <laughs> going to you like when I have big decisions in life oh, just to well, get your take on what's actually going to happen. <laughs> I'll get back to you in the next few days and <laughs> yeah. just tell you if I had a dream about it or yeah, not. Yeah, brilliant. All right. And Amy, thanks so much for stepping into this one so we didn't have any conflicts of interest throughout. It's been great <laughs> right. to host this episode with you. It's and, been um, a lot of fun, Reese. Thanks for having me. Thanks as always for making us sound really good behind the scenes too. We oh, yeah. appreciate it. You're a genius. It was pretty tricky out there <laughs> last night, but we do our best. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much. See you next time. Thanks, team. There you have it. Another episode of Country Creatives. Thanks for joining us. And congratulations again to all of the nominees and winners across the night. And we're really looking forward to covering it all again next year. In the meantime, you can go back and listen to every single Country Creatives episode that we've ever had, if that takes your fancy. And you can do that by visiting emporiumcreativehub.com.au slash podcast. And you can also do it by subscribing via your favourite podcasting platform. We're going to have a new episode for you in just two weeks' time. So we look forward to joining you then.